0: Bothell. The intro, so nice, we played it twice. Fossil just completely botched our intro. You're fired. You're fired. He's done so well. He's done <laughs> so well and just completely botched it. But we have no tolerance. I'm going to blame it. He just had LASIK a couple days ago. He can't see. So, so this is wild. <laughs> he, like, he can't see the buttons. Like
1: He's such a cool dude. But now that he's wa- walking around the
0: office in shades, I mean, he just looks like a huge he's, prick. He's got I a, mean, he's got a Stevie. He's got it. He, I call. I said Bossel, and he puts his head up behind his computer screen. And he's got his shades on. He looks like Stevie Wonder. I can't help but uh, laugh when I see. I'm him. I'm gonna call him Bono up. from now on. <laughs> All right, Bono. This wasn't on the uh, this wasn't on the agenda for 30 seconds of bashing Bossel, but. Um, Got a pretty cool show this week talking about Elon Musk says that we need more oil and gas. Uh, Already starting to see second-order effects of the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, increasing manufacturing of solar panels and batteries. So let's get into it. Let's talk about refineries first, Chuck. uh, You became an expert over the last- two hours yeah 24 (laughs) hours i've talked i was gonna gonna say 24 hours i've had three (laughs) refining
1: conversations the rect rest of my collective life maybe two um here goes so basically the secretary of energy wrote a letter to all the refiners that said something to the effect of store up refined product in the united states or else I don't know how subtle it was. She said there there will be an export ban, meaning you can't send your refined products out. Let me show one chart uh, just real quick on this. This is exports of refined products from the United States, and you know for for years it was pretty low because we had a ban yeah on uh, crude oil out. So anyway, that that kept refined products here, but. I mean, look what's happened. It's you know exponential. It almost looks like a a meme stock
0: <laughs> yeah. in terms of is that, is that game is that GameStop's stock chart.
1: Exactly, exa- exactly. So, okay, what's going on here? Obvious. Take number one because everything with this administration is all about the midterm elections. So basically, right about now is when refiners go from summer stock to winter stock. You start making things, kerosene you know, that sort of stuff so that you can heat your house in the winter. So people are starting to put orders in for that stuff. And if they can't get their orders, that leads to people freezing in the winter. It leads to, um, you know, those type issues that cause people to vote for Republicans instead of Democrats. So that's number one reason why the letter's going on. Two, this is what I found out. There have been a lot of, of, announced as well as unannounced outages at the refineries in America Mm -hmm. and you get in you dig in people are saying well we've been running balls to the wall because margins have been so high we've been running at you know utilizations in the 90s percent uh shit just happens you know if you do that too the other thing is they're taking interns for six months and then making them crew chiefs because of the people type issues. So that's leading to the problems. Third, I haven't heard this, so this is totally my tinfoil hat, but I think cyber attacks are going on too, and that's potentially potentially part of this stuff. So this is potentially a thing from the administration saying, refining, get your shit together, make sure we have supplies for the winter
0: or else. I think that chart that you showed, I think we talked about this on the show a few weeks ago, but uh, Shri Suki, back in the day, raises billions of dollars to build these LNG facilities. And at the time, you can never imagine the United States becoming an exporter, right? And so all of a sudden, shell revolution happens, and you know that chart shows it. You know, 2012, 2013 is when that curve really starts taking off. And so Sharif has to go raise billions of dollars, retool these LNG facilities to now become exporters. We're not catching, we're pitching. Yeah, and now <laughs> you got to imagine the frustration from someone like that where now he's like, okay, now you face a potential export ban. Yeah. And he's invested uh, you know, billions of dollars to get these facilities it, up and running.
1: It's going to be interesting to see what happens with LNG because it's, you know, with refined products, you're basically sending gasoline to the rest of the world with LNG Europe truly needs that, you know? So there may be a different dynamic with, with LNG versus refined products, but you don't know that. I mean, that's the, the next logical step is people are cold in America. Guess what? You can't send your LNG anywhere.
0: Yeah. I saw this post from next wave EFT. Who's one of my favorite accounts on EFT because he's, I just learned a lot of things from his tweets, but his tweet said, this winter, New England, one of the richest places on Earth, situated 250 miles from the largest gas field on Earth, will be competing to import LNG cargos away from Europe, a region on the verge of collapse who needs every molecule they can get to survive. And then he also put out a GIF that said, like, look at Putin, and I don't know who this, this guy is. I think it's from Game of Thrones. I've never watched Game of Thrones, but it's got like this, like... Winter evil boss. Like oh yeah, winter's up. coming. <laughs> yeah, winter's coming. So, anyways, uh, that kind of articulated some of the uh, just bad energy policy that we have. But here's here's the here here is the big
1: deal about this letter, and this is actually true. I'm not making this up. We need refining capacity in the United States. We've had like what a million and a half, two million barrels go offline over the last call it five six years. When you go, you know what? We need refining. I'm going to go build a refinery. And you look to arrange financing. You talk to banks for debt. You talk to equity investors. The first question they get is, what if the administration uh, puts the export ban in place and you can't sell your product? Show me how much tankage you have. Can you actually refine your product and hold it if you're not able to sell it? And then they get into... Kind of the game of risk, if you will. It's where is your refined product? Because who's ever closest to market is going to get to sell their product first, mm-hmm. and then we're going to work backwards. And it's and and basically the other requirement they're going to put on you to be able to get financing to do this is show me a contract that guarantees the input prices and the x, and then show me a contract that the sales prices for your refined product and get me to pay back in a return. You we need more of this in the administration. That this is a, you know, this is proof positive that administration policy can have a chilling effect on investment and I've seen it firsthand.
0: It's got to be incredibly complex to underwrite <laughs> I yeah. feel like that. I mean, just listening to you talk about all the things that need to be taken into consideration with your assumptions, um, yeah, that's just a lot and a huge yeah. risk too. I mean, Either one of those things, I mean, it goes a little south, it could it could make the whole project be uneconomic, right? Uh, so, again, and
1: what have we done? So we've taken a million and a half, two million barrels a day offline. China's built three million barrels again. You know, we're just exporting energy over to China. Yeah. And they don't really care about the environment. I hate to break this. Well, also China just has down. the
0: ability to build, right? And what happens is you start getting scar tissue and this is whether you're talking about companies or governments where there just becomes so many layers of shit, the red tape that you have to move through the scar tissue. And it makes it to the to the point where you can't move and really has put the United States at a disadvantage um, when it comes to building out infrastructure it's actually a good segue into our, our next story, which highlights the second-order effects of the Inflation Reduction Act and what it's having on um, some manufacturing. Uh, what, do you, what do you have so, on so
1: So basically, Inflation Reduction Act comes out, and it has the money for climate change that's going to the new economy stuff. And it's interesting because it gets really specific. So it's saying, hey, $7,500 tax credit for an electric vehicle, but oh, guess what? That battery has to be manufactured in the United States. And oh, by the way, 40% of the battery's materials have to be mined in North America. So it's not just, hey, we're going to go to electric vehicles. Here's some money and y'all fight it out and figure it out. They're, They're going almost writing the prescription, if you will, uh, of this, you know the other thing that happened too. First, so 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 LG and Honda have announced a four to four and a half billion dollar partnership to build batteries, and uh, in America they haven't announced the location, but they're talking about the Honda plant in Ohio partnering up there. And then First Solar came out and said they're going to build a new three and a half gigawatt plant. To make solar panels in the united states which is a one
0: and a half billion dollar investment that they're
1: making into that plant and they attribute it straight to uh, the ira
0: yeah we literally talked about this last week on the show about how America needs to get back to building and manufacturing things and how uh you know we're talking about um, geothermal and like how fervo energy is co-locating with either tech companies or manufacturers to provide energy on site And I think that that's uh, this shows that 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 trend is definitely going to continue with the help of some government um, subsidies. So I'm excited about that because I want to see America, Texas specifically, become a builder again. And um, you know, you look over the last I don't know 20 to 30 years, how all manufacturing has shifted to China. I think we're going to start seeing it come back to the United States and Mexico as well. Well, I think think they said North
1: America, so we could go down to Mexico and exploit the mines down there without the U.S. regulations on it. I agree with you on those sentiments, and I will actually say that's a 180 for me because I was always a free trader growing up, but go through a pandemic and you can't get an N95 mask because they're made in China. Mm -hmm. Okay, not a Trump fan, but maybe Trump was right about we need to be building stuff at home. The worry I have is the way I'd like to build stuff at home is let's reduce regulation. Let's reduce red tape and let the market sort it out instead of you do as I say, and you'll get these tax credits because look at this. They go spend $4.5 billion on this plant to build batteries here, all for the $7,500 per car they're going to sell their electric vehicles. What if we can't mine that much lithium mm-hmm. in North America. I mean, we I'm blanking on the name of the company, but we talked about it I think 3 weeks ago on BDE company has a mining operation they've wanted to do in North Carolina and they tried for 15 years and they finally said screw it and went to the Congo because they're like they just won't let us mine. Yeah. So, I'm I'm worried about about using the stick as opposed to the carrot with this push towards manufacturing. Yeah.
0: I mean, look, I'm a free markets guy, too, and a capitalist uh, through and through. But look, most of the innovation in the world has come from government uh, support. We're actually talking about this the other day on a Hardcore History Podcast with uh, Dan. uh, Man, what's his last name? Anyways. People know who I'm talking about, but he's like, if you ever want to write a great book, he's like, write about all the great that the Nazis did for the world from their technological advancement, both in machinery and physics and in, uh, horrifically biology. to say this medicine. Yeah. yeah. Medicine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's obviously a very, um, extreme, you know, uh, negative use of government, but, um, you know, like Tim over at Fervo is, I mean, he, he talks about this a lot that, um catalyst from government actions spur um it's it's a catalyst for private markets to start to start pouring in and so i think it's good to balance and my thing always is is like i'll happily pay taxes if it goes to investing in education healthcare, and uh energy infrastructure and so you know it's balancing the capitalist free markets, with also understanding, like, hey, if we're going to spend money on anything, let's spend it on investing in the American people. So, um, but what we did here, just and
1: I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse on this, but what we did here is we went all in on electric vehicles. So if if gasoline, for instance, made out of uh, natural gas mm-hmm. instead of oil, which would have a much smaller, maybe a seventy five percent smaller a carbon footprint than traditional gasoline, if that's the right answer, not going to happen now. Right. Yeah. I mean, we have gone all in on electric vehicles. That's where the money's going to chase. And so I can't do a good job of articulating, but it feels like historically the government would say, we'll throw some money at it and kind of have, you know, some free markets go at it and whoever wins wins. Yeah. This feels like now we're choosing electric vehicles. We are choosing solar yeah you know they have chosen the winners here yeah and uh, that just feels different than our 200 some odd year history
0: yeah um oilfield rando which if you don't follow oilfield rando on twitter you should because this guy's just a fucking character um but he's a roughneck um dude is constantly flaming people on twitter But his unique skill set is that he will sit there and read every bill (laughs) line (laughs) by line and give a review of the bills and then uh people will pay him tips for doing that and so will Rando sends me a message he says hey man check out section 136 on page 256 of the ira bitcoin uh mining off of flared gas might actually qualify for some of those one and a half billion dollars in grants also, notice that they can be used for plugging abandonment on non federal land to um, spread the word. So, Willfield Rando out there doing the uh, Lord's work in reading this bill and figuring out uh, where money's going to. And then I was going to say a, a second thing as well. Um, you know, I think oil and gas specifically needs to look at how they play into these things. Like, you know, the other day I had Kay McCall on the oil and gas startups podcast, and she's uh, uh, head of Real, which is the. Uh, Um, renewable energy alliance and she had no idea that you know i was talking about like hey there's a a tech company uh, lilac solutions they have this incredible technology that um, can extract lithium out of brine water so you know where there's a ton of brine water west texas (laughs) and there's oh we dump it on the ground out there ask ashley (laughs) yeah, yeah yeah we just throw that shit out on the ground and so anyways and then I, I was talking to one of my buddies uh, who is both a Bitcoin miner, oil and gas guy, and he's an investor in Lilac. And I t- told him about this and he's like, yeah, me and my dad are investing in lithium, lithium wells. And so there's going to be a big wave. You want to talk about lithium production? Well, if you're an oil and gas company and you're good at producing um, these these minerals, should should look into it. Well, I that's mean, my, That's my Joe Rogan, Eddie Bravo, look into it.
1: No, no. I, uh, I, I like that because one of the things an oil and gas company gets stuck in the mindset of is we produce oil and gas. And it's like, step back a little. You drilled a hole. You have shit come out of it. You can sell it. You got other shit that you can take stuff out of and sell that too. You can mine Bitcoin. Open your minds there, guys, because if you think about it, I mean, you're pumping produced water out. You're putting it in a truck, sending it to a well, or you know, you've got a disposal well nearby. You're literally just inserting tanks and batteries to be able to strip the lithium out.
0: Yeah, so yeah, yeah. same, same, same thing. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> Joshua left us a comment. He said, Love BDE, so glad that I have time to watch this live this week. Joshua, we love you, dude. Much love. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I don't know who CM Watts
1: CDS one is, but saying Amen, Chuck, I kind of liked.
0: <laughs> Preach it, Chuck. People know how to get uh, featured comments. You just, you just, you, you just joke. say Chuck. Say nice, say nice things to Chuck. Um, so on this note, uh, electric vehicles, energy transition, oil and gas. Elon Musk made headlines uh, yesterday saying that we need more oil and gas to bridge the transition to renewables. What's your take on that, Chuck?
1: Well, of course we do. I mean, you know. It
0: <laughs> oh, was it? That, not your take on the substance of what he said. <laughs> yeah. Your take on Elon saying yeah
1: it. <laughs> Stating the obvious. The air of discovery. No. Uh, no. One, he's absolutely right. Because, you know, we've said a lot on here. It's not a transition. It's more. It's addition. So, one. Two, it's cool that... It, tech california guy who as he likes to say i've done more to protect the environment than anyone else on the planet is recognizing that as well because we've talked about it around here right i mean at the end of the day if you're being intellectually honest and you're being fair and you're being measured in terms of what we know what we don't know hydrocarbons do a lot of good And we can't dismiss that, but it's got to be balanced with, we ignore the the increase in CO2 and possibly what it's doing to our climate at our own peril. So there's this balancing act. And the true way is not to go dictate EVs, solar, renewables, all that. The true way to do it is twofold. One, we got to increase everybody on the planet's standard of living as quick as we can. Because at the end of the day, the U.S. can reduce carbon because of our standard of living. India can't yet. So we need to we need to advance other people's standard of living as fast as we can. And two, it's going to be technology. Mm-hmm. Technology is going to drive that. And the way we get that
0: technology
1: is not prescribing it today. It's encouraging shots on goal.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I think one thing a lot of people don't know about Elon is one uh, SpaceX bought a natural gas lease from Sanchez energy, like two years ago down in South Texas. Um, I mean, they need, they need feedstock for SpaceX. And so why, why go through markets? He's a wildcatter now. (laughs) Elon Musk is a wildcatter. Um, And then, you know, he made a comment on Joe Rogan's podcast. I think it was like last year. And essentially he said, look, we shouldn't demonize people that work in oil and gas. He's like, for all of their life, they've done something that is very positive for the planet and energize the world. He's like, they've done good work and work that they can be proud of. And now, all of a sudden, the world's telling them that they're evil. And he's like, that's not right. And Imagine how they feel. And so this isn't new. I mean, Elon Musk is pretty, um, you know, I think he's pretty level-headed when he thinks about these things. And, you know, Elon and I are like, the other day, I made a comment about energy demand having the potential to scale infinitely, and someone's like, "Oh, you don't understand linear functions or exponential functions." And I'm like, "Look, dude, you're not taking into account that, you know, I'm a futurist, pretty optimist about our future and the ability in uh, space travel, and obviously Elon is too. Well, guess what?" It's going to take a shitload of fucking energy. And <laughs> just, I just don't think that models uh, take that into account. I don't even think they take Bitcoin mining into account. They don't take new technological revolutions into account. And so, anyways, I think Elon really realizes, like, hey, if we're going to do all the cool shit that we want to do in the future, of course we need to become more energy efficient. But curbing energy usage just isn't. It's not on the table. And yeah. So, And you can make a cor- moral case that it shouldn't
1: be. I mean, why should folks in Africa have to live below the poverty, the energy poverty level. Why should we in Texas
0: have to fucking deal with it? Yeah. (laughs) Like you stop talking about people in Africa, start, start talking about people in Texas, not having reliable. And I mean, talking to someone at my gym yesterday, his electricity bill, $650 this week or this month. And he's worried about being able to pay that. And he gets on power to choose. Where's he going to go? electricity prices are are just as high. Like starting to hear people that it's becoming a fucking problem. Yeah. And um so you know, like yeah, care about everyone around the world, but we don't even have to extrapolate internationally. Look at the people in Texas. We never had this growing up. We always had access to cheap and reliable energy. I don't remember having blackouts, brownouts when I was a kid, and all of a sudden energy prices are soaring. Um you know we're getting notices from ERCOT that we need to limit uh, energy usage like let's focus let's focus on home. I got one thing to
1: do with Elon real quick so I'm going to look at the camera and do this. Elon, you need to be come and be the headline speaker at our conference fuse. You're a Texan now. It's going to be really cool. It's going to have a south by southwest vibe. It's the largest energy tech conference and me, Jake and Colin have talked about it. You can impregnate any one of the three of us if you'll come and do
0: it. <laughs> I uh, you think that's gonna work. I don't. I don't remember agreeing to that, but if it gets Elon, I to like come he's speak, gonna choose look, you. Yeah, I'm Elon's, the cutest one. I'm look, the one getting chosen. If Elon's gonna be in Texas, if he's gonna fuck around with energy, he has to. He has to be involved with digital wall cutters. So we'll make that happen. So, anyways finalizing uh, oh and we got, got one something. last
1: thing and it's only because i wrote a funny joke so uh-huh. that that's why we're gonna say it the spr this is just a fun fact for you guys the spr is at its lowest level since 1984 the number one album in america was 1984 by van halen jump was the number one song michael jackson was still alive the police were still together we've been sucking at that thing like a fat kid on a water burger milkshake i'm out <laughs> that was my joke
0: Chuck was uh just chomping at the bit to be able to tell totally. that, to tell that joke but no uh, the context of that is like yeah I don't remember any of those things so um. well <laughs> well but no I mean in, in all seriousness
1: the reason we have to be cognizant of it is think second level effects let's go a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico and let's go two terrorists attack on tankers and we got lines we got lines potentially for gasoline you know I mean, We need to think about these things. Oh, did
0: you see this story real quick? It's not on our list, but I saw a video of it in Poland. Uh, People lined up for miles to get coal, um, and they're rationing out coal so that they can heat their homes. And apparently, I have to look into this more, but apparently Poland's just been like um, anti-renewables and still very much relying on coal for everything. But anyways, the news video is just showing uh, coal lines. Cars lined up for miles uh, to get to get a ration the, of coal. The number one Googled uh, search in
1: Germany is how do I get firewood? Damn. Supposedly. I've heard I've heard that in all
0: seriousness. Yeah. So we can look that up pretty easy. We should go on Google Trends in yeah, Germany a, and see I'm if I'm not gonna like check my facts. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just throwing out good I'm just stories here. Out stuff. All right, who do we got for finger of the week?
1: Okay. We gotta have just a moment here. In a first, you and I could not agree on the finger of the week. So for the first time ever, we have co-winners. Let me see if I can scroll down to, uh, to get it. Here we go.
0: All right, you chose California. Why did you choose California for Finger of the Week? Yeah, so California's implanted, implanted, implemented a ban. It's all back to Elon and impregnating people, <laughs> implanting. What are you doing? Got got implants on my mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, where was I going? Oh, California implementing a ban on internal combustion engines, saying that no. Uh, gas cars can be sold by the year 2035, which is not that far away in the grand scheme of things. And I think that this is terrible policy. Also saw a quick bit that uh, 10 of the people that voted on this are unelected officials. And so I think this is a underlying issue with having people that aren't appointed by society. I just don't see this helping the people of California. Um, I don't, I have a hard time seeing us getting to a point where electric vehicles are affordable for everyone over the next, uh, 10 to 15 years. I mean, I'm, I'm someone who's in the market for an EV. If I could find one that I like, that's also affordable. But even at this point, like I don't want to go spend 70 K on a car. And, um, I imagine the majority of people don't want to do that either. So, I think that this is going to have some weird second order effects, ripples throughout the car market uh, of the auto industry in the US. Um, I don't know if people can buy the cars outside the state and have them registered in California or they have them registered in other states. Um, you know, the percentage of cars that California buys, what, if, you know, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a material percentage of uh, new cars. Like I don't have a number, but um, you know, even say if it's a few percent, um, what's that going to do on pricing and inventory across the United States? And then, are you going to be able to get an electric vehicle in other parts of the U.S. if they're all <laughs> going yeah. to California? So I haven't got to like sit down and think about the uh, the the ripple effects of that, but I just don't think that. This is good policy. I don't think it's good policy banning um, gas generators that are used for backup power. Um, just seeing some really wacky stuff come out yeah, of California.
1: no, and the, the thing I don't like about it is the people that bear the brunt of that, not Gavin Newsom, the, the governor, not the rich elites living in the Hollywood Hill, Hills. It's poor people. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's it, you know, poor people are going to bear the brunt of this. Um, So, yeah, all right. We couldn't agree. So my finger of the week went to Vince Neil, lead singer of (laughs) Motley Crue. He is mailing it in on this tour. I mean, he, the the definition of take the money and run on this (laughs) tour. So I went, I, I missed the Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett show in Houston. Cause I, I had my girls that weekend and I was like, Hey girls, if y'all really love daddy, we, <laughs> we would go to this show. And Sarah's like, daddy, what makes you think I love you that much? Yeah. So anyway, they were with their mom this weekend. So I flew out to LA to go see the show. So this actually has an energy tied to it. So I texted a buddy of mine. So here's my review of Motley Crue. Vince Neil is out of breath. Tommy is faking it to recorded tracks, which was funny because Tommy's like playing the drums on the camera and stuff. And then he thought the camera go off and we'd reach over and take a drink of water and the drums are still going. (laughs) Nikki six is maybe the, the greatest songwriter of kind of the glam metal era. If you want marginal bass player at best, right? Mick Mars. and, And this is kind of sad. He has a debilitating arthritis condition, but he's about to fall over. I mean, he's sitting there, you know, shriveled up, still can play guitar, and all that. And I said, other than that, it's great. And a very, very noted energy investor that I texted this to, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't have permission, Text back, dude, it's still Motley fucking crew. <laughs> Point taken. Events, mm-hmm. finger of the week. What you get, cause, get no, it was like this. Week. It was like this. He would go, he would go, <gasps>
0: <gasps> kickstart my heart. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm sorry. Joan Jet uh, Joan Jett was amazing and everybody needs to see her. Sorry but, that you were disappointed yes. in your in your experience. But guys and girls, appreciate y'all tuning in to BDE this week and always enjoy seeing y'all in the comments and um, making it to where I'm not just with Chuck by myself. With on that note my buddies at Token Proof—I put this out in a tweet today—but they, uh, not just buddies, two of our investors at Digital Wallcatters, they raised five million dollar round for their company Token Proof. They got investors like Mark Cuban, but they have Eva Longoria. And I'm like, how did you get Eva? And I've got, I've got Chuck here with me. I've, I got, I got shafted on that deal. But that's <laughs> <laughs> ne- 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 next time Eva need next time you need help analyzing an
1: acquisition or arranging a line of
0: credit, you can chat with Eva. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. We'll catch y'all next week, 1030 a.m. Tuesday.